Welcome, princes and princesses, to our Disney season. We'd like you to be our guests as we show you a whole new world. Please remember, what we say in this episode might be a little risque, but you shouldn't take us that seriously. We're trying to take the Mickey. You ain't ever had a pod like us, so sit back and enjoy the ride. Welcome to World Domination. Prince Jimmy, happy is he, Ali Ababwa. I'm the Kini in the lamp. And I'm Jamar. 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 So welcome to the show. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for welcoming me. So, how was everyone's day? Mine was very busy. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, lots of work to do, but it's okay. I'm at the end of the day and now I'm ready for this podcast. Mm. Ready to make my wishes. Why, why is everything being dragged out? Ready for my wishes. Had a very long day. Like it's a question. question. I'm a valley girl. I'm a valley girl. Oh, I was just about to say valley girl too. (laughs) So before we get started, I did have a piece of follow up and also kind of a listener review. Oh, yeah. So I got a message uh, a couple of days after we released the last episode that said, Hi, Jim, full stop. I just listened to your Lion King podcast, full stop. Congratulations, full stop. I actually enjoyed it and it kept me interested throughout, full stop. (laughs) You spark off each other very smoothly, full stop. I don't think you're a monster, exclamation mark. Love the fun (laughs) facts and newspaper headlines, full stop. Very clever, full stop. Kiss, kiss, kiss. P.S. Your vocabulary is super impressive, open brackets. (laughs) Worth the school fees, close brackets, full stop. Keep up the good work, full stop. Kiss, kiss. I love your mum. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I was like, who is that? And then then the school fees came out. I was like, oh, Julie. (laughs) You, um, I had one. I had one piece of feedback as well. It wasn't as uh, n- nice as your mum's message to you, but it was. There was no like hello or anything. It just literally was. This spliced together episode is embarrassingly entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? From? That was from Nick. Wow. So thanks, Nick. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> thanks, Nick. All the good feedback. <laughs> oh man. I think uh, um, there was one that he'd given before the um, for the one before, which I believe would have been Heracles. Hercules. Well, I just got a message saying, "Just walking around the park, grinning like a muppet to myself." Oh, that's sweet. So, look, you <laughs> know, they're, they're short but sweet. You know, and we appreciate them. Thanks, Nick. All right, uh, as you might have guessed, uh, we are talking about Aladdin tonight, Mister Aladdin, sir. Have we Ooh. shot two or three? All right, so Aladdin is about a uh, a street rat. To be clear, that's metaphorical street oh, rat. Sorry, it's not yeah. an actual street rat. Uh, look, Jim, if you let me finish my bloody synopsis, <laughs> I was just about to clarify that for Look, our sometimes listeners. people can't tell things just through context clues, so I wanted to make that perfectly clear. All right. So for the bloody 20, 27 years that this movie's been out. Also, oh, it's it's that movie Ratatouille, right? Yeah, it's it's not medieval Arabic ratatouille. Let's just make that clear. <laughs> Although, that'd Although. be great. Um, look, so it's about a thief guy that lives in the streets. He's got this little pet, Abu. He's a monkey. And he is in the markets one day, runs into the princess who has just escaped just because she wants to have a little bit of a time to herself. And essentially, they fall in love or he falls in love with her, but he knows that Aww. he's just a, just a lowly street rat. <laughs> metaphorically um <laughs> and but at the time there is a because there's a um a ruling that uh so she is the daughter of the sultan that by her birthday she needs to be married which is in like three days time so all of this takes place in like three days and it's like all right um so there's a bunch of different princes coming around 
there is the um, the Grand Vizier, the Grand Vizier um, Jafar to the Sultan. He's a Grand Vizier. He is essentially he wants to take over the world, right? Really, but essentially there is this cave of wonders out in the fucking desert, and only a diamond in the rough. All right, Voldemort, thanks. Um, <laughs> so only a diamond in the rough can go into the Cave of Wonders and all they can do is take the, the, the lamp out. There's a genie inside of it. Hilarity ensues and Aladdin gets trapped in this Cave of Wonders and the genie is his rather than Jafar's. He then becomes a prince as one of his wishes so that Jasmine will fall in love with him. And it's just a whole bunch of crap that just goes on I guess or stuff Jafar, Jafar is shit right and he just tries to take over the world figures out that Aladdin has the lamp and figures out who he is so he tries to steal the lamp off him he does in the end and then Aladdin tricks him by making him wish that he was a genie because they're all powerful and therefore once he becomes a genie he's like oh look how great I am and then oh boom he gets cuffs on himself because what is it all all the power in the world but itty bitty living space <laughs> <laughs> yes. So then he gets trapped and then the Sultan changes the, the law that Jasmine doesn't have to marry a prince. She can marry whoever she chooses because hashtag feminism. Which if he could do Woo. that this entire time. It's so fucking dumb. so worried about it being like three <laughs> days to the deadline and he has like unchecked power. Why couldn't he be like, yeah, fuck all of you? Yeah, it was because he was like, oh no, she must marry a man. Women are so weak. But then at the end, it's literally like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm Sultan. I can change. <laughs> I could do whatever the fuck I want. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, you could have done that to start with. I mean, he did just go through, like, a horrifying experience. Yeah, uh, yeah, mm, look. Maybe it was a life-changing experience for him. Maybe. Maybe. He realised, he realised the price of love. So what did you guys think of... Uh, it, let, let's just stick with the the 1992 version. What did you guys think of the uh, the 1992 version of Aladdin? I really love that movie, hmm. and I did. So I rewatched it for this, and you know, you, you pick up so many because I haven't seen, I hadn't seen it in years, and you pick up so many things like you know how many different voices in there. Um, Robin Williams does how dark it is at times too. Like, yeah. you know, when he's like running around the, the the markets at the beginning and there's like the fire breathers and like the guy with the sword and he just poke, like knocks him over and then you're just like, well, this guy dies. Yeah. <laughs> like there's just so much darkness in it. But no, it was good. Look, yeah. it's, it's mm. not, I feel like there's a bit of nostalgia in with it too. That if it came out now, you'd probably be like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't know. I guess you can't talk about this movie without talking about Robin Williams. Oh, for sure. Mm. Let me turn to like metaphorical camera two for a second. <laughs> hey, camera two. <laughs> Hi, camera two. Hey, camera two. It's me. Let's get real for a minute. I know this is this is not really my style because I, I tend to view everything through a protective film of humour. But if you are dealing with any sort of emotional stress, go and talk to someone about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay then. Yeah, no, it's really sad to talk about mm. Robin Williams. It is. Mm. You know, and I because I remember watching a documentary about him um, not that long after, and. You know, it actually is quite sad to hear his life story and the struggles that he was going through. Mm. He was fantastic and I loved him in everything that I ever saw him in. Yeah. He's got such like a recognisable voice. Yeah. And what he can do with it too. And it was just, yeah, he's he's very missed. 
such raw talent as well. Like I yeah. remember reading a thing the other day that said that um the reason why he's so good at voices is because he didn't have many friends as a kid. So he would like oh. just do voices to himself. Oh. Yeah, right? Oh. It's really sad. That is really sad. Hmm. What was it? You know the movie that he was in? I used to love watching it. Forgotten the name of it right now, but where he's like ages like four times as fast. Jack. Jack. Yes, that's it. Such a good movie. I love that movie. So good. Hmm. Oh, Robin Williams. Huh. I'm having a look at all the movies that he's done and I have only seen like three of them. Oh, Ken. Get on that. Let's see. There's Aladdin. Which ones have you seen? Yeah, Aladdin. Flubber. <laughs> good. These, these are both of the movies <laughs> yep, you could have yep, seen. Great. These are both good choices. Continue. Uh, Happy Feet. Mm. Robots as well. Robots. Yeah. Okay. Mm. okay. Yeah. Of his movies that you could have seen, though, that's not a bad cross section. <laughs> but I also love that they're like the happy movies. <laughs> Mostly. I associate him with happy movies. You need to get into like bloody Patch Adams and stuff, Ken. Nah, that movie's too sad. I know. Go watch Good Morning Vietnam. Good Morning Vietnam is great. Hmm. Is it a comedy? Good Morning Vietnam. Ooh, drama slash comedy drama. Mm. Oh, I can't. Wait, no, sorry. mm, 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 There's one one glaring omission to your little. Exploration of Robin Williams' filmography that we're going to have to remedy, Ken. Okay, hold mm-hmm. on. Let me let me have a look and see if I can figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. Should I write this down? Yes, you should most definitely write this down. Okay. Let me. What decade was it in? At least give me that. In the nineties. Okay, let me look. Oh, is it the first one there, Mrs. Doubtfire? It is most definitely uh, Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What about Jumanji? Did you never see Jumanji? No, I've not seen that. I think if it was a choice between getting Ken to watch Mrs. Doubtfire or Jumanji, I'd oh no 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 yeah for sure. But I'm just I was just like I was just scrolling through his movies and I was like, how have you not seen? Yeah no, I haven't seen Jumanji either. Is that the one about a video game? No, that's the new one. Oh, that's the new one. Okay, the old one's yeah. different. Well, it's it's the same premise essentially, but um, it's a board game. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, I should rewatch Flubber. Flubber's great. <laughs> you know how he got his big break? I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, he got his big break on a show called Mork and Mindy. It's a spin-off from Happy Days, but it's about an alien called Mork from the planet Orc. And supposedly when he uh, auditioned for this show, the producer of the show said that he had like so many people audition for the show, but Robin Williams was the obvious choice. Like everyone else came in and just did like a normal audition. Robin Williams came in, sat down on the chair and then went, no, no. And then sat on the chair, but on his head. <laughs> And did the entire what? audition upside down. Oh, wow. And the guy said, uh, there are a lot of people interviewed for this job, but only one alien auditioned. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Aw. That's cool. Uh, and yeah, supposedly he used to ad-lib so much shit on that show that the writers of the show just gave up writing him lines and just wrote, Mork does whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. <laughs> Wish my job let me do that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should get back on track. We should. What did you guys think of Jafar's plan? Look, I think it wasn't a terrible plan. Hmm. I just think he stuffed up at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I think his plan was actually quite excellent. Yeah, and like I get that like in the heat of the moment that he did a dumb thing. But up until then, I thought his plan was pretty good. And I think, should we talk about the remake a little bit? Yeah. I think they, they do a good job in the remake of making him like a better character. Like, I think in the yeah. original, he was a bit of a one-note maybe a two note villain but like in the remake they really do a good job of like fleshing out why he's so interested in this yeah in power and you know like how hard he's had to work and I don't know, I just thought they did a better job of it than the original. Yeah, and I think as well, even from um, when the Sultan would be like, know your place and things like that, like you could kind of see that, yeah, hey, look, if I was being told like every single day that I had an idea being like, know your place, I'd, 
I'd be pretty pissed off too. You should go back in time, like maybe 30 years. <laughs> oh. I'll smash that glass ceiling, Jim. You know yeah. I will. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I think that they did a really good job in, in that. And the new one, I actually didn't mind it. Look, there was definitely some times where I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like when Jasmine had her bloody own song at the end. Hmm. And then like yeah, people really cool. started disappearing and then like she did her power speech and I was just like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah, they do a better job of not making Jasmine just like an object yeah. in the remake. Yeah. She, you know, she's a character that has agency. Yeah, definitely. It was, no, I look, I, I enjoyed it. And I think as well, is this spoilers? I mean, it didn't, it only came out last year. Do people really care? No, just go for it. <laughs> it's a remake of a movie from 1992 with like minor changes to the plot. Like, just go for it. Yeah. So the, the main change that I that, that was in there that I actually really quite liked was that, you know, it starts off on a boat and it's Will Smith and you're like, oh, you know, you just think similar to um, Robin Williams that like he's just there playing multiple characters or whatever. Yeah. But the story in it is that it's actually him telling a story to his children on this boat. Hmm. And at the end, when the genie is freed, he's actually in the, sh- in the movie as well. He falls in love with Jasmine's handmaid, Dahlia. Yeah. And so they, when he, once he's freed, he turns human human essentially and then goes off and sails the world with Dahlia and they have children and he lives a happy life so I really liked that in that it gave him it gave him a storyline too as opposed to just being like I've been locked away for 10,000 years and now I'm going on a holiday dressed as goofy yeah (laughs) Yeah. and like I think this movie did like it did a lot of good things with the trade-offs of going from an animated movie to a live action movie yeah like the animated movie has so many like animation gags that you can't really do in a live action movie. Mm. If you watch the, the the part of the movie where the friend like me song plays, there's like a hundred different like animation gags that would be really hard to pull off in a live action movie because it doesn't really translate quite as well. Like yeah. my favorite one is where Genie's singing and his backup singers are his hands painted to look like a face. Yeah. Like that's amazing. That's a great gag. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't really work in a live action movie. Yes. Yeah. No, I think they did really well, though. I think, yeah, look, I think what they did good was that it was a different enough movie that it was like watching something new, but still yeah. gave you enough... Nostalgia. Nostalgia. And yeah, and that, that you know, it, it did keep to the old, the original enough that yeah. for me it was it was good. Yeah. Yeah. And also um, the romance between Jeannie and whatever the handmaid's name is. Dahlia. Yeah, that's the best part of that movie. Just the part where she like completely like freaks out when he asks her on a date. Oh, and she's like, oh no, Jasmine's not going to like these. And it's like, oh, these flowers are actually from me to you. And Jasmine's like, you go girl. (laughs) It was so nice. But I think as well, even down to, um, because I know in all of our previous episodes, we've been talking about people needing more middle management. I actually also liked that when um, Jafar actually takes Aladdin to the Cave of Wonders, that he's got a bunch of henchmen that are doing all the work and they're just sitting at the top, like on the cliff or the sand dune. And I was just like, yeah, this, this, you're doing it right. You're doing it right. Jafar has his middle management sorted out. Yeah, he did well. He's got a recruitment officer that finds the prospective diamonds in the rough for him. Yep. He's got an enforcement officer who, like, does all of his, like, prisoner bidding. You know, he's got it all figured out. He does. He does. And the only thing was that one guy at the end, what was his name? Hakeem. Hakeem. That really screwed him over. (laughs) Yeah. When When he paid attention to Jasmine's power feminism speech. Yeah. Um. So what did you, what did you guys, what would you rate... Jafar's plan. I guess, do we need to quickly outline exactly what the plan is or have we done that enough? Uh, I think we can outline that the plan is Jafar wants to be the Sultan. He wants to be all powerful in this universe because they explain this better in this in the second movie. Oh, Ken's gone. 
Although I will say this, that I do love um, Abu. And I think they did a really good job in the live action of keeping like Abu, um, Raja and the magic carpet. Yeah. I get why they didn't do it, but it would have been cool to have a live action monkey as well. Oh, yeah. 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 But yeah, you know, that would have been too hard and mean, meant too much training. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think is like, I think it was, it still was pretty good though. Yeah. But because I remember watching the original being like this, like, this is bloody dope. And how I was like, Abu is like my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> he's great when he like sees the ruby and he's like oh sweet jesus yeah. oh god the ruby and i actually think even in the um the original like they did really well with the magic carpet yeah like it's the weirdest thing in the world but like how they get emotion out of a carpet yeah and like i saw a really cool thing on wikipedia when i was researching this but like each character in the movie has their own distinct geometric shape mm. so like the sultan is kind of blobby the carpet's obviously a rectangle yeah genie's obviously like like an inverted pointy blob at the point pointing down yeah they they kind of stuck to that and it like really helps differentiate the characters whereas i feel like in the new one it's a, like it's not hard to tell the characters apart but it's not as like they, they don't have as obvious symbolism yeah and because i remember reading as well it might have been the same thing that you were reading but when they did that that um aladdin was the first one that they didn't try and make them super realistic hmm. like that they did use shapes as opposed to previous movies and i cannot think of them at the top of my head right now but they had actually really focused really hard in on making sure that they got every stroke correct whereas this yeah. one they were like nah let's do general shapes and kind of but then of course when the movie comes out people complain that oh my god you guys are racist yeah i will say for 1992 it's yeah. i don't know like i feel like especially with like the shopkeepers and like the people in the bazaar they probably stray into caricature but i don't think they stray into outright racism yeah no i agree i agree i think it was just because it was the first one that was like middle Eastern or something like that of course yeah. they're gonna have a go yeah, yeah. but it, I, I think they do a lot better in the remake yes yeah and that's mostly because I think they have you know a lot of diversity in the cast and they actually use people from from yeah. the region although I will say I did think you know, you know the the prince that shows up to court Jasmine before Aladdin <laughs> I really yeah. thought that was Alan Tudyk oh <laughs> and I was like fuck you're in everything <laughs> you know what I haven't seen him in something in a long time though Alan Tudyk yeah if it's the guy I'm thinking of. He was the rooster in Moana. Well, I didn't see him in that, did You I? haven't seen Moana? Yeah, but it's not him, him. versus Ian? He is in Aladdin? Oh, he's Iago in Aladdin. Oh, okay. Oh, look at that. Can I just say, no shade on any of the people that are in uh, the remake, but the voice cast in the in the original is just so much better. Especially, like, Genie and Iago. Oh, yeah. Gilbert Gottfried's voice is just perfect for that parrot. Yeah, because he's got a bloody parrot voice. Just he normally. Does. He's, he's, he's got such a weird voice. <laughs> Have you seen that John Oliver bit where he um do you know who Donald Trump's son in law, what's his name? Jared Kushner. John Oliver does this bit where he says nobody knows what Jared Kushner really sounds like. And mm. so he's like, But we found this clip of what Jared Kushner actually sounds like, and here we go. And let me see if I can find that link for you. <laughs> Click that link. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, does it keep going? It's so good, right? Oh, man. Anytime Jared Kushner comes up on that show, they get Gilbert Gottfried to dub over his voice. Oh, that's so great. It's the best thing. What else happened in the new movie that I, that I didn't like? Uh, one thing I didn't like is I felt I paid 
a lot more attention to the logic of the movie in the remake. Like, in the yeah. original one, it was super easy to just suspend my disbelief. Like, oh, it's a cartoon, it's a magic <laughs> genie. Like, whatever, the ha- whatever happens, happens. Yeah. But I don't know whether it was because it was, like, air quotes, real people in the remake or just because I'd watched it the second time or something else. But I found it a lot harder to suspend disbelief and I found it myself questioning, like, how does the logic of that work exactly? Yeah. I mean, you do have to take it with a grain of salt, but... Sorry, I remember thinking, what would happen if Abu rubbed the lamp? Would he get three wishes? Do you know what? I actually was thinking that myself because I was thinking I was like, oh, you know, because at the end there when um, Genie gets all sad because he's like, oh, you know, I can scrub out this law and then he's like, you can do that. And I was just like, if he rubs the lamp, if he made a wish, could he not just pass the fucking lamp to Jasmine and be like, hey, set him free? Yeah. Does she not then get three wishes or similar to what happened? And then I was trying to like justify it in my head and I was like, well, maybe similar to how what happened to Jafar when he was in the lamp, he got sent to, I know it was probably on on purpose that Jeannie put him over there, but he put him into the cave of wonders. Hmm. He was like, oh, a couple of thousand years will do him some good or whatever. Yeah. That I was wondering if maybe... Why couldn't you have rubbed Jafar's lamp and get him to grant you some wishes? <laughs> yeah, true. That'd be actually that'd be even funnier. Although I imagine he would have gone full monkey's paw on the whole thing and done like taking any minute flaw oh, to yeah, like for sure. turn it on, turn it around on you. Hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah I don't know. But I, that's that's the only I guess the, the reasoning in my head that I came around to it was that you know it has to start off somewhere. Or something, hmm. do you know, like, right, so somebody has to discover it rather than just being, like, handed it? Because otherwise you'd just keep it in your fucking family for generations, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> happy, happy 18th birthday, son. Here's your genie lamp. I had a lot of questions about, like, especially the logic of the wishes. Like, mm. take, for instance, you know, Aladdin's air quotes first wish where he yeah. tricks the genie into, like, getting him out of the Cave of Wonders. Yeah. I thought that worked a lot better in the original movie because he kind of, like, goads the genie into doing something for him rather yeah. than, like... Being a doing dick. a like <laughs> rules lawyery thing of like yeah. oh I wasn't actually touching the lamp when I said I wish I'm like bullshit yeah like that would not fly in a court of law hundred percent no 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 I totally agree I think it did it definitely was better in the first one in terms mm. of yeah him like tricking him and like saying oh you know he couldn't get us out of here or whatever it was yeah yeah. For sure. Like, I don't know why they had to change that, but whatever. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And I think that's what uh, upsets me sometimes with these is that little things that they change and it's like, I don't see why you needed to change that. Hmm. And that was definitely one of them. Yeah. So whereas like I understood why they added in more henchmen and why they added in um, that Jasmine had a handmaiden and things like that. Like I, I got all of that. It was all different, but I understood it because it made it all seem, as you said before, more mm. real and more a bit more realistic as opposed to if you just straight up transferred the animated one to, um, you know, real life, mm. it, it wouldn't have had the same impact. Plus, I guess you have to change something. Otherwise, why are people going to see it? Uh, for, you know, you'd get, I would still have, I didn't see it in the movies anyway, but I still yeah, probably but- would have wanted to see it. In terms of just seeing how they did it, if you want to get people to go see it at the movies, you have to make the you have to make people think that there's something different about it that they should spend their seventeen dollars plus popcorn money on a ticket. Yeah, true. They could have probably gotten away with that by just making Jasmine a better character that they in the way that they did. I mean, but it was also Will Smith like shirtless for most of it, so yeah. And like, I don't envy Will Smith Why? for having to take that role on. Why? Like, Robin Williams looms oh, yeah. so large over that character that, like, it would have been hard for anyone to say yes to doing that. Well, because I remember reading a bunch of, like, interviews and articles and stuff, and he was, like, nervous as shit himself. 
Oh yeah, and I would he be. wasn't yeah, and wasn't sure that he wanted to take it on. But you know, given given um, how Robin you know made that role his own, and I remember yeah. reading as well that there was a lot of um, uh, there was a lot of talk around why Robin wasn't in the second one, and they mm. like replaced him, um, and people were saying it was some dispute over money. But I found an article, and it was actually that he had done a lot of work on on the first one, and yeah, I think he was one of the first um, uh, A list celebrities to start using their voice for. Mm. Um, like an animated film. And after that, obviously there's like, everybody's doing it. Um, but he was saying that, you know, he didn't want to use his voice for anything else. And it was just for that movie. He didn't really want to do anything, but what he started finding out was that they started taking clips of his, um, voice or from other little ad lib things that he did here and there, that they were using his voice without his permission as the genie to sell, to upsell the movie and to upsell, you know, um, merchandise and things like that, which is Hmm. why he had that falling out with Disney. Yeah. Like he had a, a strict stipulation in his contract that he would work for what's called scale. And scale yep. is basically the lowest amount of money that they can possibly pay you under yep. the union regulations. And his stipulation was, you pay me scale, but you are not allowed to use my voice for anything. Yeah, That's why you can't get his songs from the soundtrack on Spotify. That's why Genie never appears in any like promotional material like that plays at Disney World. Yeah. Uh, that's why there are no toys of Genie that play Robin Williams' voice. But I see that's the thing. Like, I get it, but it's just also like he's so bloody great. Like, you just hmm. want it. Throwback. Again, another throwback to our Shrek episode. It basically took the firing of the guy who went on to create Shrek from Disney to get Robin Williams to come back to do Flubber because he was so pissed off with them he didn't want anything to do with them. <laughs> And, like, I get the sense that, like, as fun as he was, Robin Williams could really hold a grudge. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. there's all, if you look through his, like, bio page, like, there's so many things that, like, somebody did this and he refused to, like, never work for them again. Like, How great would it be to be able to do that, though, eh? To be that bloody powerful and important that you'd just be like, nah, Both middle you know fingers up, just like, fuck you! Fuck you! That'd be great. <laughs> Oh, he's back! Oh, oh, that was terrible. I'm sorry about that. Welcome back, Ken. Thank (laughs) you. All right, so, sorry, Ken. What did you have to say about Jafar's plan? I don't think we haven't, we haven't really, I think we started talking about the plan and then it cut out, but I don't think we got to any of, like, the ratings or anything either. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, all right, so why don't we, like, Jafar's plan is fairly simple. So he wants to be Mm -hmm. all-powerful. He wants the lamp so that he can wish himself all-powerful. Yeah, that's foiled. Somebody else gets a lamp, makes the wishes instead of him. Subterfuge, subterfuge, subterfuge. He gets the lamp. It's his turn to make the wishes. He first wishes to be made sultan. Then he wishes to be made the most powerful sorcerer in existence. And then his third wish, which is his downfall, is to be in the in the original. He wishes to be made a genie. In the remake, he wishes to be made the most powerful being in existence, which is a genie. Oh. Well, that's the thing. The genie kind of like monkey paws him, and like there's a lot of grey area in that wish, and yeah. so it makes him a genie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah, no, you're true. That's right. But I, I think what I the, so the difference in the original compared to the new one is that when that happens, the genie doesn't really understand what in the original the genie doesn't really get what um, Aladdin's going for. And he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why do you want him to be a genie? And then he gets it. He's like, leave me the fuck out of this, man. Like, I don't want anything to do with this dude. He's fucking crazy. And then, but in the original, in the remake, sorry, um, he like gives him a wink and he's like, oh, okay, cool. He gets it straight away, hmm. which was cool. I think they were just a little bit more in sync with each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did just have a fight, so it makes sense. 
but yeah. So what what would you what would you guys rate him? Ooh. Um, I th- I'd give him an eight. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, he's pretty high up in terms of like um, his original plan was based on getting the lamp. I think he's playing it safe mm-hmm. to uh, gain power because if he has that uh, magical powers of the uh, wish granting lamp and the genie, then uh, everything would be super easy for him. And as soon as that fell apart he he made use of like what resources he had at the time and basically tried to hypnotize the sultan and try and gain power through marrying the princess mm-hmm. yeah and do you know what i don't know i don't quite understand that whole with this stuff and everything like how yeah. like was he already a sorcerer like yes yes he's already, yes, a, he's sorcerer. already a sorcerer but do you know what like why didn't he use that power more beforehand exactly i think they did a fairly good job in the original movie of showing that the power of his staff has limits like there's a couple of scenes where he tries to mind control the sultan and it doesn't work yeah true back to our hypnotism episode it's hard to hypnotize people to do things they really don't want mm-hmm. to do yeah and like i felt they did a better job in the original of showing that that like before he gets the lamp he's not all powerful like there are limits to his power yeah yeah as opposed to yeah in the in the, in the new one it was a little bit more like uh, i do what i want yeah mm-hmm. what was it yeah in the new one he was trying to get him to bloody start a war yeah it's just like mate just chill the fuck out <laughs> yeah it seems very petty he's trying to get him to start a war against his like dead wife's country. <laughs> I don't understand. Ooh. All right, what do you rate him, Emma? I actually think that he did all right. I think he just got a little bit cocky at the end. And I feel like there was a lot of, I have to give him some props for how long it bloody would have taken him to find those two pieces to hmm. bloody open up the Cave of Wonders. So I'm going to give him an eight as well. Okay. Woo! Yeah, I also give him an eight. Just like, especially in the remake, he's mostly undone in the heat of the moment through like a technicality. Yeah. Like up until then, really good villain. Mm-hmm. Well done, Jafar. Woo, good yeah. work, Jafar. You've you gone, right. Jafar. Do you know? Do you know another random question I was thinking when I watched both of them? When he grabs Iago, when he's going into the lamp. That's so mean. No, yeah, but also. Is Iago just going to die in like 50 years? Or like, do you think Ooh. he will like keep him alive there? Like, I don't... Funnily enough, that's how the second movie begins. Oh. The sequel to Aladdin begins with Iago escaping from that lamp. Ah, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Was that the one with Aladdin's dad? No, that's the third movie. Oh, that's a f- what? what the fuck? How many movies are there? And Three. Why? No, I'm not oh. watching any of them. I watched the second one multiple times. I thought I thought what I thought was the second one. I watched the third one multiple times. Okay. Hmm, weird. For what I don't know. reason, Ken? I don't remember. You haven't seen I was a Mrs. Doubtfire, but you've seen the third Aladdin movie multiple times. <laughs> it was a great movie, but I don't remember why. <laughs> Funnily enough, the second Aladdin movie doesn't have Robert Williams as the voice. It's got... Dan Castellaneta, who's the voice of Homer from The Simpsons. Yeah. What? Yeah, right? If you guys scroll down in the show notes document, there's a link for Dan Castellaneta as the genie. If you click on that, it'll give you a sense of what he sounds like. Imagine Homer Simpson doing an impression of Robin Williams and you're like 90% of the way there. Give me a second. Give that a listen. This is so weird. Yeah, right? Do you see what I mean? It's like oh. Homer doing an impression of the genie. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, I think that goes back to what we were saying before, Jim, around why Robin Williams didn't agree to do the second one. But funnily enough, Robin Williams does do the voice in the third one. Does he? Yeah. Wow. Maybe that's why I thought the third one is the second one. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, the third one was made after Jeffrey Katzenberg was fired from Disney. 
And that was basically the thing that they were like, Robin Williams, please come back. The Batman is gone. <laughs> you go now. Like legit, that, that video didn't even sound real. <laughs> no, it sounds so weird, right? Oh, it sounds like, oh, remember those old cartoons back in the day when things didn't sync up properly? It sounded like those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, the crickets have started again, Ken. Ah, hello. Welcome back, friend. <laughs> yes, what, who's, who's are they? They're Ken's. They're mine. Oh, Ken. Yeah, they are, they're, they're the, uh, the fourth host of this podcast. They're so loud. They are. I didn't notice them until my sister pointed them out and then Jim pointed them out. I'm like, oh, wait. Fun facts. Fun, Fun facts. facts comes next. So, did you know that to land Robin Williams, they created test sequences of the genie performing his stand-up routines? That is, that is very cool. And that seems like an awful lot of work. Yeah, I know, 100%. But that just tells you just how much they wanted him. It's interesting that they had the character designs that worked out that early in production. Yeah, but I think because they designed it for him, they wanted him to do it. And it yeah. was created for him. So I, I like, feel oh, like I get the it. best Disney movies have a person in mind for the voice yeah and because i know so the uh the backups that they had for the genie were um john candy mm-hmm. steve martin eddie murphy Ooh, martin eddie short murphy. <laughs> the one Kenneth. martin short john goodman or albert brooks mm-hmm. and so i was like oh yeah look do you know actually I, I was reading today i think it's like 25 26 years since john candy died today or something okay might have been yesterday anyway i thought you were gonna say it's 27 years since this movie was released. And I'm like, that's the same age as me. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. But I guess if, yeah, if we're talking about um, how uh, the genie was made for Robin Williams, when they were making Aladdin, first of all, they did try and make him, uh, his character, I guess, overall to be a little bit less bland than the previous princes, like in mm. um, Sleeping Beauty and um, The Little Mermaid and stuff, because they're just so, they're so bland. They made him a little bit more exciting. Yeah, Prince Eric is like, just what, just why? Just Prince, I- Prince Eric was always my favourite, I'm not going to lie, but he is super bland. Is that a- Ariel's one? Yeah. And when they had that, and I think also part of the reason why I love him so much still is because when they did all those articles about, oh, who would play like the real life remake of it? And it was Henry Cavill to play Prince Eric. Mm. And I was just like, yes. Uh, mm, I get get it. He's he's a smidge too old to play that now. It might have worked 10 years ago, but he's a smidge. Like Ariel's supposed to be 16. Like. Oh yeah, no, no. Look, like uh, I'm talking like Henry Cavill, possibly back when like he was in the Tudors. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with that. Now, mm, maybe not so much. I'm more interested to know who would play Ariel. Aren't they making a remake of that though? The Little Mermaid. Is still going? Yeah, and as a black girl. I have lost all interest. I imagine they've got all, all of them in in production at some stage. I haven't. No, no, no. But I'm pretty sure they started casting for it, and it's um. Yeah, I do remember hearing that as well, and I can't remember her name. To listeners, I'm not racist. I just have a thing for redheads. Well, no, because I know there was a lot of people going on about how like oh it's not real close to the thing and people like oh yeah but we need like a woman of color and then others are like but what about me what about us redheads we need people we need we need representation us redheads need representation (laughs) in media it seriously was like there's this huge thing about it and i was like all right redhead settle down (laughs) no don't settle down redheads we need you get more fired up anyway so aladdin was originally modeled after michael j fox Mm. but they found him to be a little bit too cutesy Um, so what they did was they upped his age to, to late teens, took off his shirt and watched Tom Cruise movies. 
<laughs> nice. Because they thought that he would be a little bit more of the Aladdin vibe that they were going for. Can you imagine, like, the closeted animation director watching Top Gun being like, it's for a project I'm working on! <laughs> Don't come in, I'm cleaning my room! <laughs> Um, but Jasmine was um, basically based after um, Jennifer Connolly, which I thought was interesting. I have no idea mm. who that is. She was in Labyrinth? Yeah. So if, oh, if we're also talking about people being based off things, so Jafar, the character, was actually loosely based on Maleficent. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, so in terms of, you know, having the staff, having the bird, and um, at the end of the movie as well, when he, like, turns into a big creature thing mm. yeah Jafar's bird is way better than Maleficent's bird though oh 100% like can you imagine if Gilbert Gottfried <laughs> voiced Maleficent's bird how oh. fucking sick wasn't that her would be? bird like d- used to be a human or something though something like yeah, that something like that actually hey did Iago make it back into the live action yeah 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 sorry we were talking about this while you were having technical difficulties he's voiced by Alan Tudyk oh Speaking of Iago, in the for the original one, it was first offered to Danny DeVito and Joe Pesci. Yeah, our mate, bloody Danny DeVito, didn't Woo! want to be part of any of those bloody Disney movies, did he? They didn't get him at a pasta lunch. Exactly. They should have found him at a pasta lunch. <laughs> One of the other things I actually thought was really cool was that um, the voice of Jasmine didn't sing the songs and it was the first time in a um, in an animated sort of Disney film that they realised that actually, you know, you didn't need to be able to do both. Hmm. Yeah, neither Aladdin nor Jasmine voice the songs that they sing, yeah. which is oh, cool. I very it was just strange. Jasmine. Okay. No. no. And I think as well, like, I think part of it from when I was reading reading up on it was that because Robin Williams was such a big character that mm. they needed to have people who could, I guess, stand up to him and those people not necessarily had a good singing voice. Yeah. Um, and, like, I absolutely love that, like, big finish that Robin Williams does at the end of Friend Like Me. Like, yeah. that's my favourite part in the entire movie. Oh, I know. You've been singing it all night. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Just his big Broadway finish is, like... Mwah, chef's kiss. What else we got? Oh, Jim, you're going to love this one again. Your mate, Patrick Stewart, he was the first choice for Jafar. Oh. <laughs> but he had conflicts with, with your favourite show, Star Trek. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Yeah. Oh, we missed out on, a, on so much. Imagine that one. We was he supposed so to be in the last one? There was something else in um, Lion King, wasn't there? Or Hercules? I feel like yeah. he's been offered something and everything. And he's he- been offered a lot of Disney shit and he's, he's just like, oh, no, I'm busy. <laughs> but no, but I did hear that this is one that he actually regrets. Yeah. That he wishes that he was part of it. Aww. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. Did you know that A Whole New World is the first and I believe so far only Disney song to win a Grammy for Best Song of the Year? Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. That's cool. Which is kind of sad because it's kind of the worst song in that movie for me. Ooh. Um, It's a pretty great song, Jim. Yeah, I prefer the other two big ones. Prince Ali. Happy is he, Ali (laughs) Ababwa. Yeah, it turns out I I prefer the Broadway songs. (laughs) Aladdin's pants were modelled after MC Hammer's pants. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at that and then looked at the watching the movie, I was like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. I get it. I get it. You can't unread that. Yeah. No, no, no. That's definitely correct. Another interesting one is that Abu is voiced by the same guy who voiced the monkey in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. So uh, this guy's got a niche for monkeys. Does he have any other monkey credits? Is he like that hyena expert in the (laughs) Lion King? (laughs) 
<laughs> and um, my last one, which actually I found really interesting and I did pay attention to this, was the hat that Al wears when he's Prince Ali. Every time that he lied, the feather fell forward. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't yeah. notice that. Yeah. Oh. So in the white, like, poofy hat that he had with the emerald or whatever it is, with the feather coming out of it, yeah, every time that he lied. Yeah, it went in front of his face, right? Oh, wow. That's really cool. I didn't even notice that. I yeah. noticed it, but I didn't make a connection, connection at all yeah yeah now that you're like oh it's so obvious now that you pointed out yeah and i thought that was really a really cool fun fact and that's a see, that's one of the really cool things you can do it with like animation like yeah. it's really easy to do that and it's really easy to like put in these little subtle things yeah but those are emma's fun, fun facts, facts. Fun facts with Emma. Emma. Fun, fun facts, facts with Emma. Emma. Your welcome friend. Woo! <laughs> I've got a couple for you. So, Jimmy's first fun fact. So, because Robin Williams ad-libbed so much of his lines for the movie, the script was rejected from a nomination for Best Adapted Screenplay. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Uh, I'm sorry, screenwriter. Yeah, poor screenwriter. They had to be like, just like throw his hands up in the air. He's like, I give up! <laughs> yeah, but then he'd also be like, oh man, that's so much better than what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got him to improv so much stuff. Like, you know, the the scene at the beginning with the peddler where he's like talking about like all of the like fun things that he has for sale. Yeah. Supposedly that was all improv. Like they had a bunch of things under a sheet and Robin Williams had to describe them just by touch. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I actually read that fun fact and I didn't realize that was how they did it. But yeah. That, it just it just goes to show how much talent he had because if I yeah. was told to do that, I'd be freaking rubbish. Yeah. And like also going on to that like raw talent that he had. Robin Williams' voice acting was done concurrently with the filming of Schindler's List. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And apparently Steven Spielberg would call Robin Williams from the set of Schindler's List because I imagine it must have been super depressing to film that. And he would just get Robin Williams to tell the cast jokes to like bring their spirits up. Oh. Yeah, I can imagine filming something like that would be bloody terrible brutal yeah okay and then the last thing i want to talk about is just kind of so the story of aladdin is based on it's kind of loosely based on a story from like middle east folklore so weirdly you know how in the movie how they talk about how when genie comes out of limb and does the friend like me how he mm. says the i can't remember her name but the person had a thousand tales yeah there's a book called a thousand and one arabian nights which is the translated version is where this story comes from yeah so this story wasn't in the original arabic version but when a french guy translated it he added it for some reason he added in this story about aladdin and the magic lamp <laughs> what just for shits and giggles no it wasn't part of the original thousand one nights anyway so the original story of aladdin is set in china not the arab world mm. for some reason but the original story the plot basically sounds like the worst like new york sitcom that you can imagine and hear me out on this one yeah so in the original story, there's not one, but there's two genies. So Aladdin gets sent down into the Cave of Wonders to find the genie with a magic ring. When he gets trapped in the cave, he like rubs his hand together to like warm himself up, I guess. And a genie comes out of the ring and this genie's like, yeah, what the fuck you want, man? And he's like, I want out of this cave. And the, he's like, yeah, and takes him to the lamp. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, right? And so it gets them out of the cave. Basically, uh, in the original story, Jafar is split into two characters. So there's the sorcerer that takes Aladdin to the Cave of Wonders to, f to fetch the lamp out. And then there's also the vizier who is kind of scheming to get his son 
to marry the princess, not himself. Oh, okay. Less creepy. Yeah. So in the story, the sorcerer tricks Jasmine to give him the lamp by posing as a, basically as a, a lamp replacer. So it's like he comes to the door, he's like, hey, I'm from the uh, Addis Ababa Cultural Renewal Association. I'm here to replace your old lamp with a new one. <laughs> And Jasmine's like, yeah, sure, I'll throw away this old lamp and get a new one. And that's how he gets it in the original story. Wow. Anyway, Aladdin and Jasmine go to the sorcerer's palace to get the lamp back. And apparently Jasmine uses her, air quotes, feminine wiles to distract the sorcerer while Aladdin steals the lamp and kills him. He's the part that makes it a terrible New York sitcom. After the sorcerer dies, it turns out he has an even more powerful sorcerer brother. Oh my God. Oh my God, seriously. (laughs) And what, he then comes to bloody avenge his bloody brother's death. Is this a story or a D&D campaign? (laughs) The genie's like, yeah, man, you might want to watch out for this guy, eh? Oh my god. And then Aladdin kills the sorcerer's brother at the end. No, not the brother. <laughs> but we're going to play a little game here. Oh, here we go. Jasmine is not the original name of the princess in the original story. So I'm going to list some Disney princesses and I'm going to insert in the name of the original name of Jasmine and you see if you can tell me which one you think is not the real name. All right, you ready? Yep. Princess Cinderella. Princess Aurora. Princess Ariel, Princess Bedrulbador, <laughs> Princess Rapunzel. <laughs> Can you say the second one again? <laughs> I'm gonna go with the fucking Bedrulbador. Bedrulbador. Oh my gosh. Oh. What? Oh god, that's great. Do, do, does that name mean something nicer in the in the original language? I have no idea, but oh, I can man. see why they changed yes. it. Yes. Oh man, that's great. Oh, I nearly didn't pick it. That really goes into your bloody D&D campaign. I can really feel that one. Oh, Bedrulbador. New character idea. Princess Bedrulbador. Can you imagine if you're like going up to like if you're like a prospective prince going up to possibly meet the the beautiful princess? I'm just imagining if you're like, I'd like to I'm here to marry your princess, your daughter Princess Bedrulbador, and like just expect like one of the ugly stepsisters, like this dude with a moustache, just appears. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to our plans? Yes. Mm. Let's do it. <clears throat> All right. So. With my plan, I, I I struggled for a little bit to figure out whether I wanted to do, you know, because he had the staff at the beginning, whether he used that a bit more or if he just used his wishes wrong. And then in mm-hmm. the end, I thought, you know what, it'd be better and I could do more uh, damage, I guess, if I just reused his wishes. Mm. Um, so pretty much, look, I, as we as we discussed before, I think he did a pretty good job up until his wishes. So essentially what I would, if I was him, if I was Jafar for wish number one, you, you want to be king of the world rather than just Sultan. You want to, you want to go all out. Like I know, right? He set his bar really low. Yeah, he just, did. I just want to be really Sultan did. of this small, like derelict market village. Like, no, fucking go all out king of the world and like slash world dominance. You're already done with step one, but let's go further. Hmm. Wish number two is to to be able to control all matter and living things. So you're pretty much the bloody most powerful being in the universe without being a genie. Hmm. <laughs> so there you go. You're pretty much already done. And, you know, you could, with all matter, you can bloody go up to the universe, have a bit of a play around with space or whatever you wanted to do. And you got a free wish. So yeah. you can do whatever the fuck you want with that, you know. 
Uh, if, if it was Ken, maybe he'd, uh, you could make cat girls a real thing. Whoa. You know, that that's an opportunity. You've got a spare I... wish there. You know, 10 years down the track, you'd be like, you know what? I really want some cat girls. Very good point. I really feel like we're painting Ken into a bit of a niche corner. Yeah, guys. <laughs> how could you? No, but Ken, they could be red. You could have like just this like harem of bloody redheaded cat girls. Interesting. You had him at redhead. Yes, <laughs> basically. How did you know? But you know, like I feel like one or two wishes, you're done. You've got all the power that you need. You're not trapped in a bloody genie thing because you're trying to. Because I think what he did was he tried to limit himself too much by being like, I want to be Sultan of this small town, or hmm. you know, I want to be the greatest sorcerer. No, 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 no. You want more than that, hmm. you know. And then you got a bloody spare wish. Hmm. You can do whatever you want with it. And that's me. That's my plan. Okay. So basically, my plan is to wait for. The princess to get the um, position of sultan, and since the uh, f- feminine form of sultan is sultana, you can just eat the princess, <laughs> and then uh, you you become sultan yourself. <laughs> is that really the feminine form of sultana? Yes, it is. No, but <laughs> okay. But, no, let's go to my actual plan. I was going to say if that was your actual plan. I had so many questions. No questions until the end. So what, as soon as she gets crowned sultan, she just like starts morphing into a sultana? Uh. <laughs> this is why women are never sultan. I get it now. Oh. So uh, my actual plan is... Okay, so his original plan of getting the uh, lamp and then using that as a safe measure of get becoming uh, sultan is a great <laughs> idea, honestly. But, you know, since the whole cave basically collapsed with your diamond in the rough and the lamp stuck in there already, hey, you might as well give up on that. Uh, afterwards, he already did some damage control. You know, he, he you know he went in and started hypnotizing the king, uh, hypnotizing the sultan. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the scene before you saw him manage to, like, you know, get a diamond ring from from the sultan and that was mm-hmm. the sultan's dead wife's jewelry so you know it's like you, if you manage to get that you can get other things from him mm-hmm. you know slow like sultan is just a, someone with power and wealth you know with without someone on top uh, ruling over them as well so you know if mm-hmm. you just take his wealth slowly bit by bit uh you, you'd be able to gain that wealth and he and mm-hmm. um, Jafar was basically running the town. All the town's guards were listening to him. You know, he was run he, he was running the place while the Sultan himself wasn't really doing much. So I think he could already become Sultan just by doing that. Hmm. And that is my realistic plan. Okay, it's not a bad one. Mm. All right. So for my plan, similar to Emma, I spent a lot of time looking into like what Jafar should have wished for. Yeah. And a couple honorable mentions that I'd like to point out just before I get into what my my wish would have been. So when I Googled uh, what people would have wished for if they had a genie in the lamp, one of the top Google links was to like a top 10 page where like people vote for what their, their wishes would be. And, you know, most of them were like power or money or whatever. But number 10 was literally kill Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, poor Justin Bieber. I know. Good God. Second honourable mention goes to the Saturday Morning Breakfast serial comic about the mathematician meeting the genie, where he wishes for all wishes to be considered separately, then wishes that all wishes be calculated in absolute value, and then wishes for a thousand fewer wishes. Yes. I still don't get that. Like, I just... It's a mathematical way of getting a thousand wishes. Yeah. And technically not wishing for more wishes. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. So good. Nerds. And then third honorable mention goes to another comic where Genie offers one wish to two friends and one of the friends asks for the Genie to grant taste buds in his friend's asshole. <laughs> Fuck, that'd be so bad. 
Ooh, why would you do that? It sounds like something Damien would do, eh? Ooh. I wish he had taste buds in his asshole! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, Damien. But the way that I would change Jafar's plan is really simple. When it comes to his third wish, when Aladdin is trying to goad him into wishing himself to be a genie, the obvious answer is simple. You wish for there to be no more genies. Wait, oh. what? Aladdin successfully goads Jafar into wishing himself to be a genie. Yeah. By saying that he's always going to be second most powerful because the genie is still more powerful than him Mm. so his third wish needs to be wish for no more genies that way there's no one more powerful than him Hmm. yeah look that makes sense but then i guess you're kind of playing with the thought of if he did that would everything would all of his powers go away as well yeah there's probably a way you could word that where you're just like i wish genies couldn't grant any more wishes or something like that Hmm. or yeah like from now that their powers cease or something like that yeah look that makes sense or another saturday morning breakfast cereal webcomic is that you wish for the next guy whatever he wishes for he just gets a pack of raisins instead Guess where Ken got his Sultano plan from? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Mm, Interesting. Wait, let me think about this. I don't know, Ken. Do you want possible cat girls or do you want no more genies? Whoa, you (laughs) shouldn't try to convince me like that, but I'm pretty much convinced. Jim, how how are you going to sell your plan to me? Uh, All shall kneel before me and despair. (laughs) I'm sorry, Jim. Alright, are we ready? One, two, three. Emma. Jim. Emma. Yay! <laughs> Yay, it was the cat girl. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make sure I include cat girls with all of them. <laughs> Just somehow slip them into all my plans. All of your plans from now on. Ah, thanks, Brands. Woohoo! Woo, congratulations! I was feeling a bit down that I haven't won one in a while, so I, I think I needed this. This is good. So what's your headline, Emma? The headline is Sparing Use of Wishes Leaves Jafar with a Birdie. Hell Woo! yeah. Hell well yeah. Well done. Golf joke, bitches. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name would be proud, maybe. I don't know. Who? I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> he who shall not be named. We don't like him anymore. Well done. Thanks, friends. Thanks for playing along at home, friends. Uh, Next week, we'll be talking about Meet the Robinsons. Yay! Love it. Which I haven't seen in maybe 10 years. I freaking love that movie and I'm so excited. Woo! All right. Well, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Thanks, friends. Bye. Thanks for listening to World Domination. You can find links to all the things we talked about, our other episodes, our social media handles, and our contact information at anchor.fm slash worlddomination. If you want to tell us something, feel free to get in touch. And remember, if you like the show, make sure to tell your mum about it. Um, what's the... Newspaper headline. All right. All <laughs> I can think of is fucking cat girls. <laughs> cat girls get three fishes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, a whole new world, a different way. I'm the king of the world, shouts Jafar from front of boat. <laughs> or um, Jafar's new world, and then the subheading could be cat girls get three fishes. <laughs>
what about when you wish upon Jafar? Oh, what about you just couldn't wait to be king? Of the world. King. Brackets of the world. King. Uh, what about Genie leaves the door Jafar for cat girls? Jafar. <laughs> Au revoir, says Jafar. Jafar's bizarre memoir. <laughs> the, the story of how cat girls stormed Agrabah. World taken over with 33% discount. What? <laughs> Because he only used two out of the three wishes, so... Ah, uh, okay. Oh, I've got it. Hmm? Jafar one under par. Oh, that's good. Is that how you say the golf term? One under par is a birdie. Like Iago. <gasps> oh, guys, we're on, we're on to something here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sparing use of wishes leaves Jafar with a birdie. Yes. 